Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Yes, hello everyone! Welcome to episode 245. Thank you for joining us tonight. Quick shout out and thank you to good old Blade Blur for joining us last week. Hopping on, always a great time with him. And we are keeping the guest train rolling this week. We have we have guests here. One of them actually goes back to like the earliest days of our podcast. I think he was maybe the second guest we ever had on this show. Possibly first. So. Definitely mm-hmm. in the top three. So, you know him as Travis, formerly of Hibiki TMD, but he is also here with his main man, Tadden, and they are the boys of the Reset Button Podcast, and they join us tonight. Boys, how you doing? <laughs> doing great. Good. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having us. You know, Tannen... Tannen, you and I have been doing this shit for what, like eight years? And this is the first time we've ever guested together yeah. on anything. Yeah, yeah so actually, actually yeah. There in big, I would say, yeah, yeah. The, the two of us been guests on any show. Have, have we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuttering over my words. Because people know better. They're just like, eh, no one canceled. Travis <laughs> yeah. is like, oh yeah, I'll have Tannen on too, and I was like, I guess, but no, of course, we were very excited to have him on here. <laughs> Hell yeah! No one tell the truth. Boys. <laughs> now, Tannen, I already see you. Uh, you got a little something in your hands. You're doing it right on a Monday night. So, so what? What are you drinking tonight with us? Well, Monday night is actually. Um, this is my day off. Uh, okay. I have a weird kind of a uh, work schedule. I'm actually drinking a 22 ounce of Heineken right now. Ooh. Ooh. Um, however, though, earlier um, I had beer from Brooksville Beer Farm, which is right outside of Frederick, Maryland. Uh, their key lime beer. And oh my God, that was tasty. Um, but came at a high price. So. Uh, How much does Key Lime set you back? <laughs> Sixteen dollars for two. For two. Um, Holy shit! For, Holy for two eight ounces. God. Uh, um, but mm. oh my god, terribly tasty. It was, it, and it's funny because uh, Brookville Beer Farm. When I used to uh, uh, work, I, w- I worked for a company that would fix uh, um, dishwashers. Uh. That was one of uh, clients that they had me go out and fix. And I would, you know, they would call up and be like, oh, you know, like our dishwasher's on the fritz. I'd go out and fix it, and then they would be like, hey, hang around for a little bit. (laughs) So I'd try their beer. And um, uh, so today was a special day for me because, uh, yeah, finally got some key lime. Well, beer farm. Nice. Now, is it was it too sweet? Because I I've noticed that with a lot of key limes, I notice sometimes it can be a little bit on the sweet side. Yeah, no, actually, this was perfect. Not tart, not anything. It, it didn't like, you know, like yeah, you take that sip and kind of gives you that like electrifying feeling sometimes with mm-hmm. a sour or something. No, nothing like that. Tasted okay. like grandma's key lime. I'm I'm nice. serious. Like this was fucking perfect. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm watching it down with, uh, with a Heine. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, um, also had a couple of shots of Jim Beam before we came here in the name of Jimmy. Oh, and, uh, my man. 
And uh, yeah, but um, that was uh, that was the special beard showing up today. Um, but yeah, if you have, have you ever come up to Maryland, Brookville Beer Farm? I'm telling you, holy shit! I'll definitely have to give that a shot. What about you, Travis? <laughs> you uh, joining us tonight in any brews? Um, no coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, pull the curtain. Columbia back. House. I, I've been home for like 20 <laughs> minutes from work. I haven't even. <laughs> Yeah, he I just got home from dinner work. It's allowed. tonight yet, so I just went straight to it. Just see, he's a professional. Yeah. He's, a, um, he's if a I was drinking, it'd probably be like a black and tan. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, yeah I like them. Yeah, my my wife's turned me oh, on to this right. dogfish head uh, seltzers. I, know, I haven't tried any of now. those. Yeah, when when they start. Wait, dogfish head makes fucking seltzers. You drank the rest of them like the last time you were here. What are you talking about? Because because Beth was like tan and drank the rest of them. I'm like I didn't know. What are you talking about? You had them here. I, no, uh, uh-uh. the last time I was there. Wait, was that? Wait, no, no, no. Come on. When TJ no. was here. Yeah. I didn't drink any of them. Yep. Tan is the me of their show. <laughs> no, right. I feel like I, I no no. I seriously went there and left sooner. That's how it works. When he got the Uber home, definitely an Uber was taken to go home. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, no As driving. I would have. <laughs> this is all recorded. We're good uh, boys here. Yeah. Yeah. So for no, anyone, I, I'm telling. I'm telling you, Dogfish Head Seltzer. I was. I feel like I'm unaware. And all of the honest, but that's just what I'm saying. I'll also go with Travis. I, I don't usually, I don't typically like seltzers, but I do like the dog, dogfish head seltzers. Hmm. Okay. Now, what about you, Jambers? What are you drinking tonight? Right. I'm keeping it good. I'm keeping it local. We got our local boys here with us, so we're drinking from Trogues, one of our favorites, the Troganator. 8.2% alcohol, malts of chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner, and it's, oh. it just goes down goddamn smooth. It's it's beautiful. It's not boozy at all. It's got that nice, beautiful amber little hue to it. The head doesn't stay around too long. It's an easy sipper with hot, good alcohol. So, yeah, it's a dangerous little girl, and it's an all-time favorite. So, yeah, no complaints here. Yeah, that one's always a freaking classic. That and Doppelbach are, I mean, with Trogues, you can't ever mess. Um, I'm slowly finishing off the brew dogs with 5 a.m. M Saint. It's their American red ale coming in at 5%, a nice little kind of brownish goldish and red label. Uh, as you can tell, I enjoy it cause I'm already almost done it and it, uh, goes down way too smooth. Red ales are the un- un- unsung heroes for beers that go down way too easily. Like that more people should try. So uh, I fully endorse giving this one a try. Oh, yeah. Sounds good there. So, boys, with your show, uh, you recently have a new page coming up. You've rebranded, strictly going with the podcast theme. And for anyone out there who hasn't listened to your show, one, it's almost kind of like ours, where they sit there, they talk about the the games they've been playing the past week. They actually give each other homework, so they put some more effort into it than freaking we do. <laughs> and kind of like us, they try to torture each other when they give each other games, but for the most part, they try and keep it fair as well. They have themes, and then they talk about the news of the week. 
But, boys, where can everyone find you before we get into everything? Plug it, Travis. <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, Reset Button Podcast. Simple. Um, on Twitter, at Reset Button Pod. Um, yeah. We don't really have as much stuff as we used to to plug. It's real simple now and super easy to find us. Yeah, um, I mean, there's still a Facebook site, but, like, at the same time, like, when's the last time we ever checked that? Um, I shouldn't say it like that because, <laughs> yeah. you know. We do the same with that. It, it doesn't matter. But like, like I, I just, I'm just saying, I, I never like screw with it. And also, like, I, I like, I, I have gotten lazy on social media, um, in general. Uh, you know, if you really want to, look, you just gotta Google Tannen Smith in a Facebook, and boom, I pop up. Um, so it, it's not that hard to find me, and. Uh, you know, I really don't mind being friends with strangers, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> he just has so much love to give. So stalk yeah, him, find yeah. him, find his yeah. personal, talk to his family. It's perfect. Yeah, 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 you know. Like, just don't threaten my mother, and then we draw the line. Uh, <laughs> like, and, uh, I, will, I will say, I will say one thing. I'll say one thing about our channel currently. We're not as consistent as we'd like to be, but I mean, real life beckons and jobs and blah, blah, blah. So we're try we try to buckle down more and be more consistent, but bear with us. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just a little slow. We're working process, on it. So. We're working on it. Uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's time. And, and time is a commodity. <laughs> <laughs> Now you don't gotta tell us, man. We, and real quick, we I guess while, while I'm in horror mode, mm-hmm. well, else, if you're into horror movies, I also have uh, Horrors of Hibiki with our buddy TJ on YouTube and Slam Pigs podcast. If you're into the Graps Pro Wrestling with my brother Mike, so it's all out there now. It's all a separate thing. It used to be under one banner, but you know, say lobby. It's a little yes. bit of everything. Very direct. Very. If you have one thing you like, there we go. Travis has niches for everything for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and I give credit to Travis for actually, exactly. like, you know, like putting it into, and you know, like Travis and I have talked about, like, I I want to do a horror, uh, um, thing with him and TJ, like, just to be a guest on that, you know, have TJ over, and, you know, like, oh, of course, like Jim, you're always welcome, and um, Brian's the horror whore. I barely. I was. I was I, about I know to say, I Brian, yeah, you're that's all, what I was going to say. Like I was, Brian, I was about to say, Brian, you're Hell always yeah. welcome on our end too for like a horror game and shit too. Um, I that that horror survival horror. If you ever listen to our show? That's been uh, my bread and butter. I collect those mm-hmm. games. Um, and and I've got uh, PS2 titles that like are just very obscure. And um, Rule of Rose as one thing that I want to sit down with Travis and actually sit down and play and review. I played it, and um, I have it. <laughs> it's just like it's always the scheduling, getting it together, and like actually like you know uh, DVRing it and and getting it in there, basically. What you mean you're not just um, going to give him a thousand dollar game willy nilly? Just be like, here, you can take this, <laughs> do what you want with it. It's fine. <laughs> No. <laughs> Some friend. <laughs> and I'll keep that. It's just one of those things that, like, yeah, like, uh, but, 
I, I mean, I used to, I was talking to you earlier um, before Travis got on. I used to have a setup that would be a great background and everything. And, uh, you know, like just uh, shit kind of hit the fan. However, though, uh, I feel like, you know, everything's kind of turning around. Um, but yeah, and also, you know what, on that note, I would trust Travis with a uh, said game like that. Um, he is my best friend, so I don't think he's just gonna like run off and be like, Oh, you beat it. Uh, <laughs> uh but wow, Brian, know, must like, be nice to trust people like that. I, I still nice have your never game. Have, no, I still have know. your game. What are you talking about? Yeah, you got <laughs> one of the games. I got a replacement copy. Mm. I don't know what you're bitching about. You didn't get me nothing. <laughs> I didn't say I got you something. <clears throat> I got you a degree. All right. How about that? <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Details. <laughs> Damn, he paid for your education. Yo, I'm the game. Um, yes. <laughs> paid for. That's what that's the story we'll go with. <laughs> but boys, on your show, you talk about the games you've been playing recently, the past week, stuff you give each other. What have you guys been up to lately? <laughs> um, well, me on my end, it's actually. You go ahead, Tana. I don't care. You, no, I, you you already said me on my end. Go, go, go. You. Uh, well, on my end, it's just because of like being busy. It's actually super fucking embarrassing what I've been doing. So here we go. <laughs> so no, the Japanese not. version of No Mercy, <laughs> the legendary, the legendary wrestling game No Mercy for N sixty four, where there was a version in Japan called Virtual Pro Wrestling and Virtual Pro Wrestling Two. Right, same engine, same company, just the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. So I've been playing that. It's it was for I'm going to go super nerd wrestling on this for two seconds. So bear with me. For those that don't know, it was an all Japan pro wrestling company. Was the game was the company that like represented in the game. All the other federations were in it, but they're they're called different things and like people's mm. attires are altered and they look different, but it's still them and their move sets. So all their edit attire is in the game. You can change them. So that's what I've been doing. I've been meticulously going through and correctly making like Jushin Thunder Liger and Hayabusa and Sabu and Onita and just all these old school Japanese guys with my spare time <laughs> and playing Ark the Lad too. I, I have been playing Ark the Lad too. still. I beat the first one a couple months ago. I've never played it, fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, I really dig those games so far. That's about it on my end. Jeff, you, get, you gave up on Mario and Rabbids? You put it down? You didn't keep up with it? Yeah. <sighs> It's slow, man. <laughs> like it's good. It's just, yeah. No, dude. It sounded like games you, were... you forget you have, and you're like, oh shit. Yep. Same thing happened with me. Because when I was listening to your last episode, I was like, ah, oh, it sounds like he's gonna go through the same thing I did, where you play it for a little while and then you put it away and you don't touch it for like three years, and then you come back and you're like, ah, oh, it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun, and then you just kind of plow through it enough to beat it, and then by the end you're like, all right, I'm that state overstayed its welcome. It's one of those games, too. The more hours I put into it, I think, why the fuck does this exist? Like, why am I even <laughs> playing? Like, I don't know. It's, it's play in that game. That's not a good feeling to have with a game. <laughs> like, it's definitely way better than it had any right to be. But, yeah, I agree. The whole time, you're just like, why is this a thing? It's just like XCOM for kids basically so if you dig those games it's a dumbed down version right I mean, that's fair to say I no it's like. like a perfect description i think that's basically how i described it i was like baby's first XCOM. <laughs> damn it jim what yeah. what about you tan and what you've been up to hey so uh recently 
I uh, discovered that my local life. Oh, first off, let me start this out with this premise. I got a uh, Xbox Series X for Christmas, but I don't feel like buying games. So uh, um, uh, I, I was taking the kids that I work with to the local library, and I discovered, holy shit, they actually let you check out games. There's games. There's a whole. It's like going to Blockbuster, but you're not paying anything for it. It's fucking amazing. So uh, um, I started, you know, getting games out from there. Uh, what are you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> Three fucking rentals, motherfucker. Like, I'm telling you, your local library probably has a boatload of them. Um, but anyway, it was, like, it was like, I'm so happy for you laughing. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, so um, uh, I, I did play through um, Dead Space Remake, which was amazing. Uh, um. That was a huge fan of the original, and then uh, to go into that remake was, yeah, all they did was just add a bunch of side quests, but it did look and sound great and whatever. Um, but from the library, though, um, I started playing the, uh, you know, and I don't know if you could necessarily call them games, but the, um, uh, come on, the dark anthologies, something oh, anthology. The- Dark Picture uh, Anthology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, oh. I, I started picking those up, and um, I, I played House of Ashes, which I will say was actually a pretty cool fucking interactive movie. Um, uh, I, I like the ending that I got. I only ended up with two characters at the end of it all, but you know what? I was happy with it. Returned it. Now I'm playing a Devil in Me. And, uh, so far, that's a cool game, too. Like, you know, I don't know. Got to make choices when you're getting, you know, stalked by a serial killer based off of H.H. Holmes. Jesus. Like, it's a really intense fucking game, actually. Um, but House of Ashes, you're, I will I say, I feel though, like that's pretty become, cool. in the past few years, I feel like that's become your bread and butter genre. And, like, especially the past four years on our show, the, 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 choice-based... The, games well growing up i love choose your own adventure you know like the books that you would get yeah and you, you flip to page 32 and ah oh, you fucked up you're dead <laughs> that's the end of your story like you know and so like getting these games where like the replay value for it if you really think about it is good because if you keep everybody alive it's a completely different ending um, I got like, but, but I was playing it too, and I got like a, a rare achievement as I was playing it on Xbox, House of Ashes. And I'm like, how is that a rare achievement? Like, <laughs> I guess I so, someone me, playing it is a rare achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I guess I just <laughs> fucking like made these choices, and this bitch is just like, oh, like I'm not spoiling the plot there from what the M Night Shyamalan twist that we got going on but all, all i'm saying is is that like yeah like it was a it was a really you know cool game to play so i went ahead and got uh the other one um but yeah travis is right there like yeah the um make your own choices storyline games i am I, I mean shit i've dug there since heavy rain um yeah but uh you know i don't know that that, that is what I, and super mario rpg i finally got back into that uh earlier this morning a little bit um the remake and i will say 
it's so much easier than the Super Nintendo version. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom had to have eye surgery earlier this morning, and I almost finished the game there in the waiting room. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I just I feel I feel like the original one was easy, but this is just hitting it. So, you know, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, ah. <laughs> You're sitting there like, ah, 60 bucks well spent. Uh, you know what? I did buy it when it came out. So now we're months later. So I guess I've gotten my time out of it. Um, no, Yeah. And the other game I'm playing is a uh, um, just uh, throw it out there. Uh, Need for Speed uh, Hot Pursuit Remastered. I'm playing that with the kids that I work with. Mm. Um, they've gotten really obsessive with uh, unlocking all the cars, which in down for that. That's cool. And, uh, um, you know, watching them adapt to it and drift and stuff. And now they're asking me well, if they can drive my car. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, big no. But they unlocked the Dodge Challenger. And they're like, oh, my God, look how I can handle this. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to handle my car in any way, shape, or form ever. <laughs> look, people learn to fly planes playing video games. They can do it with your car. It's fine. It's yeah, do it. I don't yeah right. <laughs> Bear in mind too. Uh, these are kids that uh, um, uh, are on a different level. <laughs> uh, they're great, um, but yeah. They, uh, nice. Yeah. So you've been hitting up lots of games now, Chambers. I'm sure you're on the opposite end of the spectrum. How? What one? What one game have you played? <laughs> Same as last week. Goddamn Bionic Commando. I'm trying to get good enough that I know when I sit down to do the actual like. Uh, capture session for it that I can just get through it and not have to like you know game over and restart and do a bunch of bull crap all over again so I'm just about done my second playthrough so this week I'll do I'll sit down and record it it I still don't feel like I'm getting that much better at it the more I play I just hate the goddamn arm mechanic I'll get into that more <laughs> once you get to the review but uh yeah um I don't have the nostalgia for it with the NES like uh everyone who seems to love it does so it'll be it'll be an I interesting agree. review. So we're, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. What about yeah. you, Bri? Yeah, I finally uh, beat Duke Nukem one, and yeah, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it, That's it's, awesome. it's it's aged so poor. I mean, so I a uh, little backstory, Tannen. So I said um, the DOS one. Not not yeah, 3D, so, so, not that. So yeah, no, we, that's what that's what I was thinking was the dumbass yeah. one. Like, <laughs> I grew up playing that and the second one, and apparently all my memories of the DOS games were with the second one because I started replaying the first one. I I remembered a little bit, but my God, it just it just didn't age well. So I beat that and I started playing the second one, and right away the difference in quality is like such a jump where I was like. Oh, this is so much better. So, uh, yeah, just making my way through Duke Nukem games because I love 3D. Yeah, yeah no, okay, I was about now, to say, like, now you got to move on to fucking, the... you got to play Time to Kill now. Yeah, well, I got, so I'm starting off by just doing the main series. So, 1, 2, 3D, and Forever. Yeah, you're and talking then... about the floppy disk 2D versions. Like, the, oh, yeah. The, the... Jesus Christ. That, uh, yeah. God. I bought those floppy disks at a dollar free <laughs> in like nineteen ninety eight. Just, yeah, to, just that, to throw it out there, 
holy shit. So you are you are duke duking the real series. I sure am. And that is uh, so fucking badass. It's interesting. I'll say that. In theory, in theory it's badass. No, it is, but Jim, just shut your mouth. No, I'm saying it's cool. I'm saying it's cool you're doing it. You're you're just putting yourself through a little bit of hell to do it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, of course. I, I would I, to be fair, I would rather play the fucking Duke Nukem DOS games than Time to Kill on PS1 cuz that game is terrible. Almost unplayable. Time to Kill. Well, it's funny. I've never played any of those spin-offs, so Here's the deal for our our challenge for the year, the franchise. Technically, I only got to do the main series, the four games. But I want I just out of morbid curiosity, I want to try all the random spinoffs. But here's the deal. I'm not going to go out and spend top dollar. So I got to figure out a good way to emulate them all. So no. we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with the spinoffs. But, I, you know. <laughs> Duke Nukem 3D was like, I actually liked that, and this might be blasphemy, more than Doom as a kid. Because I grew up playing Duke Nukem 3D more than Doom. And who didn't like doing the strippers and doing all that? Like, you know, there's there yeah. something to Duke Nukem that was different. And taking a but, shit in the alien's head, you know? But, okay, so, like, I can't remember. who. <laughs> remember yeah. that game where it was, like, a kid that wore a helmet? It usually came with a joystick for PCs. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, and that was like basically the same engine. That was Duke Nukem and then also uh um shit. Jazz Jackrabbit uh, and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Jack <laughs> Can't believe you just brought that up. <laughs> yeah, basically every other fucking game uh based on a using a fucking PC <laughs> joystick. Um uh, but yeah, Commander Keen being one of them. But yeah, like Duke Nukem definitely had that same engine. Um, mm -hmm. and, and and like it's like I was saying, like I remember getting that floppy disk, fucking floppy disk at a Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, <laughs> Duke Nukem two and three. Um, damn sure. Um. Uh, yeah, like just any any two D game that you think of was on there. So you're that hardcore that you're going through the two D ones before you get to three D ones. Sure am. Um, and yeah, the first one particularly was the the fact they decided to make some of the platformings as difficult as they did. I'm definitely gonna make Jim play them just so we can review them because <laughs> they are such a fucking nightmare that uh. Yeah, yeah, um, I can't believe that spawned what it did. Not you know, can't wait. No matter what, how you feel about Duke Nukem, <laughs> how it started, you're like, how the fuck did that turn into what it did? <laughs> so yeah, I Jim's am, gonna be excited. <laughs> I am giddy with excitement. Right, this is my excited face. Can you not tell? See, Travis, you thought I was fucking mean. <laughs> But Chambers, you said you you threw it out there. You gave me. Did you give me Nos for? Did you give me Nosferatu on SNES, or did I give you Nosferatu on SNES? I thought we played that. Neither together. one of us is a good friend. We good. played that together. We did, but one of us picked. Up. <laughs> that's a rough. Oh, right, that sounds like the bullshit Lord, you were playing. That was terrible. Of course, it's what I would play. It's horror. Come on. <laughs> but but Chambers, you're you know what you are taking you're taking the lead with Bionic Commando, um, 
partially and mostly because you made me go through goddamn Body Harvest. I did all ten endings of Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> don't you talk about pain. I don't want to hear don't it. You I, don't fucking... wanna... I do not want to hear it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. The real body question har- is... Body uh, Harvest, that's just cruel. Like... <laughs> that game was fucking awful. It made Shadow look good. <laughs> so it's not too. Boom, fuck you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Jamers, no, but you're taking on by Eye Commando. It is our Patreon request, the latest one. And uh I guess we gotta give a special shout out. We do have a new patron, uh Brian Irby. Thank you so much for joining. And as we say every week, please make sure you get those questions in. So, Jambers, what questions do we have this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as two bucks a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first up from Todd Howard sucks. Thoughts on the Pal World quote-unquote controversy. Looking close to Pokemon design, etc. So this is actually a decent segue real quick to a topic we were going to talk about because, yes, so for those out there, and actually this is a good way for us to talk about the most popular game of the world right now. Right. Isn't it funny that last week we talked about how 2023 was barely, was not a big year for indies, and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. in 2024, the biggest game hit came out of nowhere. It's been out for like five days and it sold over four million copies. Uh, Power World, a game I had no idea about until it fucking hit the stores. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a survival kind of game like Ark Survival, but with a lot of Pokemon elements. And the biggest one really is just like kind of creature designs and the fact that you can collect these animals to go with you and they have guns and they can help you fight other things with you. And the biggest controversy, well, there's been a couple so far. The first one is that a lot of people are pissed because they think it's a blatant ripoff of Pokemon. Uh, the link Todd Howard says goes to... And an account called, what do you call it? Locks Needs Sharten, which is an amazing handle. And it's basically quote-tweeting to a person bitching about, like, the similarities. And he put down the, hey, can I copy your homework? Sure, but just make it look a little different. Because Pokemon, you could say, ripped off Dragon Quest. With all the character designs here, which I didn't play Dragon Quest, so I wouldn't have known. But holy shit, these are all so goddamn similar that they take it from. And... I'm just the kind of guy who I don't care if something takes inspiration from something else that's popular. It happens all the goddamn time, so I think it's a non-factor. But the hate from it's getting so vicious that the developers are already getting death threats after like four days. Four days ago, no one knew who the fuck they were, and now everyone's going after their families. So, God bless the fucking internet. Boys, what do you think? Travis, you first. <sighs> People are so <laughs> stupid. My God. <laughs> Um, I, I'm saying same camp as you. Like I, I don't mind things taking keys or notes from other things as long as it isn't a blatant, you know, rip off. Obviously, but I mean, I'm fine with that. And why wouldn't you, you try to emulate or kind of, I don't want to say leech off, but you know, it's the most popular goddamn video game probably of all time. Like legit, why wouldn't you try to capitalize on that somehow in some form? Because Kids and adults love collecting little monster things and stuff, but yeah, it's like I said, people are dumb. And apparently, well, Travis, I mean, you being around wrestling Twitter, you would have no idea what people going after someone's families is like over something stupid. So Uh. this is new to you, but I mean, it's just so, and to your point, like it's already like the fifth most streamed game in the history of like steam or something like that, 
where like for simultaneous streams, like something absolutely insane. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I I just don't get it. Like Tannen, do you give a fuck at all if something rips off something, even tangentially? <laughs> okay, like uh, here's my thoughts on this. Um, have you ever played one of those uh, rip off like from China? Um, yes, I played Amazon. Yeah, no, I'm saying like the the the. I'm talking about the mini like systems that you can get the rip off mini systems, not the official ones. But the I, I, like okay, at work we have. Them. Oh yeah, um, there's like NESs that you can buy at a kiosk in a mall that come with like 900 games and goes yeah, up to yeah, like Mega yeah, Man yeah, 15 yeah, or how, Super how, Mario yeah. 5 stuff like that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Shut some of those games, man. by the way, some of those games, by the way, though I've played have been like. This actually, some of them are, most of them are hard. However, there's some of them, I'm like, shit, this really isn't bad. (laughs) I like this. Um, uh, Just as far as, like, the the ideas of ripping something off. Um, Oh, my God. If we're going into gaming literature on it, it happens time and time again. Um. Do I really give a shit about it? No, I don't. There is a later factor that I know that's coming up on the show that we are going to talk about that I need your shit about. But um, as far as like a concept, Pokemon, you know, but yeah, we have Digimon. I'll just don't jump down my throat about that. that I threw both of those out there, but let's fucking face it. And wasn't Monster All Hunter of- out before Pokemon too? If we we're going to talk about ripoffs? Yeah, if we really want to talk about ripoffs, but yeah. not necessarily though for Americans, it exploded over here because of Pokemon. But like, um, you know, like just every concept, it, it all has a pissing contest with it. But you know, I don't know. What are we comparing? Flintstones to Jetsons here? Like, it, it, it's just like that, that's a bad analogy. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this applies to almost every aspect of life. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a chef, so in kitchens, I mean, you take a recipe and you can enhance it and make it your own. You take elements or you're influenced by another recipe. Obviously, songs, yeah, big time music. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's oh, fun. God. As long as, long as the company... Yeah, as long as this company yeah. doesn't paint, like, a fucking yellow little electric dog named, like, Mikachu, then we're good. It, it's fine. Like, dude, it's dude yeah, like, I, I mean, you know, is Peter Griffin Homer? Like, shit. Like, I, I, there, there is so much bullshit over, right. like, like rights on creative shit that, like, it, it, there is a line that needs to be drawn sometimes. And, like, with video games, though, yeah, you are right with Monster Hunter and Pokemon and just, <laughs> like, really, though. Okay, fine, like, you know, who made the original zombie game then? Like, you know, um, Left 4 Dead came out before Last of Us. Do you see Valve going after fucking Sony? <laughs> like, does that happen? Just bullshit like that. Like, uh, the, the, blah, blah, blah. there's just so much of a, um, a fine line between things. And, you know, especially, like, I see it with the survival horror, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Konami came out with Silent Hill... I, or not Konami, but when yeah, when Konami it came Konami. out of Silent Hill, yep. um, you know, did you see yep. Capcom coming after them? Like, oh hey, well, you uh, you made a horror game. 
where you where where you shoot stuff and and, and solve puzzles. It, it, you know that's not right. It, we we came up with it first. <laughs> you know, like it, it, but Konami drew the inspiration from Resident Evil. Let's face it. If it wasn't for Resident Evil and Silent Hill is one of my favorite fucking horror franchises, we wouldn't have it. It wouldn't have yeah. existed. Well, and that's yeah. and that, to that point, though, I would almost like here's the deal. Nintendo is one of the most sue happy companies out there because you know they don't make a dime anymore. Oh, they're Disney. They they're like Disney. They're yeah. they're exactly like Disney. Um, yeah, they are a cease and desist type of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, just to tell a funny story about Disney. Thirty years ago, my grandfather taught a woodshop class. And in that woodshop class, he taught them how to do these, like, cutouts of Mickey Mouse. He got reported. Disney sent him a cease and desist order. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, mouse is I'm vicious. not bullshitting it. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So, um, Put down the saw, know, motherfucker. Yeah. Right? But no, like, a business you can almost understand, even if they're shitty about that. But, like, fans getting was, this upset is insane that this yeah. is the part that drives me crazy death threats from like yeah. nerdy ass fans like yeah but that's do all you I'm think pokemon's is, losing yeah. money all i'm saying is 30 years ago he was teaching a collegiate yeah wood wood cutting class and disney came after him think about how nintendo is now 30 years later and it's, it's real it's real i look at it this way it's real simple. Don't play the fucking game. Just play Pokemon. Stop. Yeah. What? Exactly. What? <laughs> or maybe they can change it up and be different by making a game that's good at this point, which Pokemon hasn't done in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I haven't played one since Soul Silver, so I can't talk. <laughs> I just hear the bitching online because that's my plot in life by being the fucking Twitter guy. Oh, every day's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played since Red, so I'm, I have no room on it, to be honest. <laughs> just no, just but, imagine but, the thing you just played, but uh, a thousand more of the same. And enjoy. But Todd Howard, thank you for the question. We appreciate it, bud. Yep. And yeah, next yeah, up yeah. for Michael yeah, yeah, Soto. Yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, have, you, have you guys had a chance to hear IGN's complaints of the new Suicide Squad game? They complained about the superheroes being too power, super powered. My okay. They complained about the superheroes being too super powered. My question is: Has IGN become the Rotten Tomatoes of video games? Because even though the game looks awful, them thrashing the game makes me actually want to buy it. Brian, we'll start with you. I here's the deal. Um, I actually saw the game and thought it didn't look bad. I I, I haven't played it. But, um, you know, IGN, I don't know. I'm at the point where does anyone really rely on them to actually make a game purchase? Like, I don't at all. Like, I, I could give two shits less. They're going to give everything a, a eight and a half and above that they were paid to play. And everything else might fall a little bit more. But we, how many times have we had stories of their reviewers and other places like that that, like, don't even play the game for more than 20 minutes and then decide to give a full review on it? And they're or like, it was too hard. Or, yeah, or exactly. They have a bias. Like, yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> I, I don't take any of it serious. I, I don't know. The game, the concept, and from what I saw, 
it's an action game where you get to play as the bad guys trying to take down the good guys. Like that. It seems like a pretty cool idea to me. Maybe it executes very poorly, but I don't know. I I, I think IGN should not be the end all of decisions if you really want to try this game out. Uh, Brian, implying they're being paid for reviews. Uh, that sounds like Gamergate. Talk to me, Brian. So now you are a Nazi <laughs> and you hate women and you're also gay. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Well, what about you guys? I mean, what what's your take on this one? Oh, dude. Um. Well, honestly, I think it looks from the trailers. It looks awesome. Really, it's the gameplay that comes down to me. Gotham Knights, fucking blue. Um, <laughs> there's a reason why it dropped down to twelve dollars uh, within like the past couple of months. Um, this game, on the other hand, like uh, the ability to not only play it as multiple different villains it's also rock steady um i don't know i have faith in it to be honest with you um am i gonna drop the 70 bucks on day one? Oh, i'm gonna go to the fucking library and get it free. but <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but my my um sole opinion of it is is a first off this is kevin conroy's last bow um, so that means a lot to me. So I really want to play it. That's a personal thing to say. Um, however, though, uh, sorry, I'm smoking a cigarette while I say this, um, <laughs> which is non professional on a podcast, but whatever. Um, you're right, cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the fact though is, though, like it, it looks pretty cool, and you know, like. What I get from it is, uh, uh, what I want from it is, is like, okay, remember how GTA 5, you could switch between characters and stuff? Like, in a moment? I get that, my understanding is, in a single-player mode, you can do that while battling the fucking Justice League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, um, I have a deep hate for Superman. I think he's a prick. <laughs> um what? yeah 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 oh no, no i hate superman um man has the just, fate of the world on his shoulders everyone expects him to be a god out, and to Tan, come in and save the day and Tannen's like he's, hey, a- he's boring yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know what yo, <laughs> all-star superman ahead. fantastic trade by the way yo go ahead say it he's a fucking it alien amazing uh, and he fucking you know like but like with the alternate evil like so the i know that the twist is that brainiac controlling it and suicide squad sent in and the only person in the justice league on their side is wonder woman which is cool um so like yeah like i don't i don't know what the plot's ultimately going to be but can you imagine like well, like, you're beating the shit out of, like, Flash. And, like, she, like, whips him with the, you know, the truth thing. Which that already happened in Charlie's League. You just gotta kill us. You know, like, uh, but also, it just, uh, you know, like, I, I don't so know. Marvel I th- Ultimate Alliance, <laughs> basically, <laughs> is what you want to get. But, but <laughs> on a villain end, you know, like, it's not like we're, yeah. like, pulling up the Joker here. Like, you know, it's, uh, I I think that the concept's going to be good. What throws me off is, 
you know, at the end of, uh, because it's supposed to take place after, um, and if you played it hardcore like I did, fucking um, Arkham Knight, Bruce was supposed to have killed himself, or supposedly did. You know, so it's just like, or you know, went into hiding and just pretended. But like, god damn it, man! Like, <laughs> uh, I storyline wise, I'm a little bit thrown off. Yeah. However, though, I I do like the concept of, like I said, switching between characters using all these other abilities to fight Green Lantern. Like, okay, like so I can be, you know, Deadshot. And, like, get Green Lantern on his weak spot and then have Harley come around and just beat the fuck out of him. That sounds fun to me. <laughs> yeah, being at live service and all that stuff, too. It kind of throws me off from doing it. Like, they could have just made a cool game with a cool campaign that you play, but, of course, you have to shoehorn as much money yeah, and bullshit yeah, yeah. into it online as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the only thing that's showing me off is I'm hearing shit about loot crates and shit, and it's just like, now I'm throwing off, you know? Yeah, exactly. like, 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 even going back to like, okay, like Star Wars with uh, Battlefront. Like, I, I fucking went and got the game. Midnight released the first one, and then it was just like loot crates and mini transactions, and it's just like apparently this game has the same bullshit, and that's where I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it. State of game you know, these days. I, yeah, I, I, but I want a good fucking super villain story and everything. But I don't think they're going to do that. Right. You know, it's just yeah, they're they're going to fuck it just like they did our. What That's about my you, Trav? Has uh, IGN ever swayed you either way on a game? Hell no! Fuck IGN. <laughs> I'm still on the um, uh, two two. <laughs> Too super powered for a superhero game. Now, does that mean the difficulty is just, is it like a Kirby superhero game? It's like a baby game. Is it not difficult enough? Are there difficulty levels? Like, I mean, it, it can be, that can, that can break a game for me sometimes. I mean, if a game's too easy, it's just boring. Um, and that's why as far, they as, far they... as me being hyped to play this. Huh? I'm just saying that's why they claim they, they went didn't go with the Superman because they said it would be too easy. I just think the for me personally, the entire comic genre, unless I'm reading a comic, I'm so burnt out on the shit anyway. I never played the Avengers video game that flopped on its ass like a year or two ago. Um, I'm just for me, enough is enough it, 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 <laughs> with superheroes. They've just gotten all the juice out of the goddamn lemon between games and movies for me. So I'm in that. Uh, phase right now, or I just need to break from it. Any of it, like Spider Man, any of it. I'm just burnt out. Yeah, no, no, the feeling there. So, it seems like we're all in agreement here. So, fuck IGN as usual, as we always come back to on this show. <laughs> but that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So, I want to once again thank everyone out there for all the support. And if you're listening on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, head on over to any of those other platforms. Make sure to get those subscriptions. Make sure to you know, even follow, subscribe, hit the bells, all that bullcrap, leave reviews, anything you can do helps the page. Yeah. No, thank you guys. We truly, truly. Yeah, but enough about talking about IGN, because talking about IGN is tiring. And after a while, it just becomes brain numbing. And yeah, when I get brain numb, 
I've seen myself go back to Magic Mind once again. So, Brian, we had a great episode last week. Our buddy Blade Blur came on, but we know two things that happens every time we have a show with him. One, <laughs> it might be going a little long, and two, it will be going late. And, of course, we go through these big countdown lists, so it takes a while to get through 20 games and give our opinions. And he's also a West Coast boy, so there's that nice three-hour difference. Mm-hmm. So we're not starting until after, I don't know, 9.30 at night, getting done by after midnight. I get up for work at 5.30 in the morning. It's a brutal time. So once again, as I'm in work, I am just dragging all kinds of ass. I just can't get out of this funk. I even have my coffee with me in the morning. It's doing nothing. But then I remember I planned ahead this time, thought maybe lightning can strike twice, and I once again brought my magic mind with me. I poured it in there, mixed it around with my coffee, drank it, and once again, like Popeye with his friggin' spinach, within an hour, all of a sudden the fog was gone, my brain was actually working again, all that matcha and all those natural chemicals, well, not chemicals, all those natural ingredients that they have in there, all mixed together, it just... And once again, it doesn't give you a super jolt. It's not like drinking a stupid energy drink. It's not like doing, you know, taking truck stop pills or anything like that. (laughs) It's literally just something legitimate that you mix in with your coffee, and it's just a nice natural enhancement. You don't even need your coffee. You can do it with your water, too. But I was actually putting some water in there to get all the sediment out of there. I needed every little bit of help I could get. Mm -hmm. But once again, it just did the job. It got that fog out of me. It helped me get through my day. I had band practice later that night. It was about as long as a day as it could have possibly have been. And, yeah, it could have been disastrous, but thank God I had my magic mind with me and I was able to get through it. Yeah, no, I mean, as I said, my sad day was when I had already used up my supply. And, yeah, I definitely noticed uh, without it, there's no, like, it's not like, oh, man, I'm I'm jittery for it. It's kind of like you just, man, you lose that boost and – yeah, coffee, regular coffee's fine, but the little boost you get with that, like, see, I always have mine actually right before my coffee, um, and that seemed to be good for me. I tend to prefer to just take it straight, and I actually always put it in the refrigerator, but um, like Jim said, plenty of people, they mix it with tea, with water, with coffee. I liked it just because I've sworn off every other type of energy drink, and I don't like what the feeling gives me. So if any of you want to try it, please make sure, go over and try it now, especially before the end of this month, because you're going to get a whole month free. And if you subscribe using our link, which is magicmind.com slash J-A-N-D-B-P-G, you're going to get the free month for when you subscribe for three and you get an extra 20% off, bringing it up to 75% off if you use our code DBPG20. So we would highly recommend giving it a try. And even if you just want to do it for a month or a couple months, then you can just try it and cancel your subscription after that. But I would highly recommend it if you need a little boost and you don't want to drink just coffee after coffee and tea's not enough. This stuff seems to really do wonders. You basically get a three-month supply for the price of one. So it almost yeah. be a, if you want to try it for a month, you might as well go for the full shebang. I've, I've Use really all the codes, and you get a little mine. bit of everything. Sorry, what was that, Trav? I, I enjoyed my month of it. I like to keep mine in powdered form and put it on tortilla chips and make my own energy Doritos. It's pretty sweet. I mean, however you got to do it. I agree. It's really good. It's not that jittery five-hour energy crap. It's good. It's solid. And you're right. You don't, you don't fiend and all that stuff for mm-hmm. it. I love it. Yeah. So make sure, check the links below, give it a try if you need something to help you throughout the day. 
Now, Chambers, uh, what I will say is now that I've switched over beers, uh, this may be my last Brewdog. I'm not sure. I can't find any more. But in the style of uh, Christmas Vacation, it's called It's a Butte, and it's a pecan and toffee stout, and it is 7.5%. And at the bottom, it does say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So apparently it's licensed. Um Already. The official beer of National nice. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nice. Delicious as shit. So I, I'd highly, highly recommend that. Did any of you guys trade off to other beers? Where's the chocolate stout called Shitter's Full? Shitter's Full. <laughs> it seems like a missed opportunity. I There's know, a market out there. It really is. <laughs> oh, that, see? See? Now just make some beer, Trav. Then you'll be good. I mean, dessert I mean, beer I, for the Jelly I'm Month super, Club. I'm super predictable and lame, so I like Mad Elf. Matt, I mean, that's the go-to. I guess. I mean, so that's the goat. We've been singing its praises for ten yeah. years. You will not see any kind of bad talking in Mad Elf when we're yeah. around. So we fully support that. Good. But Jambers, actually, you talking about bad talking? Something we previously covered, and it's it's the hot topic of gaming, of art, of everything right now. Anything technology related. Um, Valve has kind of done a reversal on its Steam policy on AI, which was previously it will not use any games that utilize AI, and now they've relaxed that. So they can release a vast majority of games that have been using it. So tell us a little bit about this article. Yeah, so really, basically, they said that they are I have clarified their old stance, stating that they are working through how to integrate it into their already existing review policies, and that our review process is a reflection of current copyright law and policies, not an added layer of our opinion. As these laws and policies evolve over time, so will our processes. And, yeah, another step, as they've released in their statement, is that after spending the last few months learning more about the space and talking with game developers, we are making changes to how we handle games that use AI technology. This will enable us to release the vast majority of games that use it. So, Brian, do I just do I just jump right? Into, do I cut the bullshit? Do I jump right into the the tinfoil hat? Do I go full Alex Jones here? Go on. We know what it is. It's two <laughs> things. Do it. One, one. They're fucking lazy, and I'm sure with how little they ever took care of their storefront and stuff like that, they were just being flooded with AI garbage reproduction games. So they're going, fuck it, I don't care anymore, I'm sick of trying to review this, it's impossible. And two, major game developers are also getting lazy, and they're putting AI into their games, and they don't want to lose their sweet publisher rights with all these big companies, so they're going, eh, you know, it's the wave of the future, maybe we could, you know, we're just we're just learning with you, we're, we're doing this with you, we're yeah. with the times, we're hip, we're cool. I mean, a good example with another article will be below is Square Enix. With their little game, uh, fucking Foam Stars, which is their five years too late clone of Splatoon for whatever reason. And apparently it's using AI assets, which they claim is, it counts for less than 0.1% of the art in the game, but it is there. So, yeah, I see this as nothing but Valve going, fuck, this is happening anyway, just let it go. Let me ask you guys a question. All right, so every time AI pops up, it tends to be about... So, like the controversy tends to be around art, right? Like, so whether it's generated it's characters, art, music, or like voice actors. But let me ask you this. What if they are using AI to help generate code? 
or if they're using it to to run scripts or something where it's more predictive and more technology-based, will there be an outcry for that same reason? Like, oh, you're starving the technologists that are – like, I don't know. What do you guys think? A technologist, you said. That's right. Yeah. It's 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 someone who dabbles in technologies. (laughs) Good good wording, Brian. (laughs) It's funny that you bring up some of the stuff that you said. So my girlfriend is an English teacher um, for high school. And uh, she also teaches college classes. And um, as far as AI goes, uh, these students have attempted and tried to use AI to write their essays, to um, write whatever, book report, like, like just whatever you could think of. Um, and they hand it into her. Um, unfortunately, for these kids using it, and Travis, come on, like I know you and I would have been smarter than this back then. Um, I, I plagiarized. I just would have not done the work like I did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I wasn't doing it anyway. Fuck it. But like, all I'm saying is, is that, like, yeah. When plagiarizing, I would know damn well that my teacher would know that I wouldn't use certain words, so I would rewrite the bullshit. You have these kids that are just copying and pasting and handing it into her, and she's just like, bullshit. Like, she doesn't have to run it through another program at all with the knowledge that, dude, you, you, uh, you don't... First off, you don't articulate yourself that like personally like this. Second off, like, <laughs> there's no way in fucking hell, like uh, you know, you can't even barely spell, but you hear me, it's bullshit. And um, yeah, so we already have this attempt at uh, AI, like um, people trying to use it for this um, kind of advantage. Now, as far as like scripting and programming, um. Again, it's just an interesting kind of a part. Like, if an AI was to... Okay, say you make an AI, write an entire game with all physical ability, engine, ground up, everything. Um, we'll just use uh, Last of Us as an example. Um, and uh, you have it, write it. Uh, if you take that entire program then, but then rewrite it for a different plot, is that plagiarism? Hmm. You have this. You have the stage there. Um, maybe it does tweak the. You, know, you can go back and tweak the physics a little bit. But however, that maybe even make the physics more accurate. I mean, hell, I played that game and, you know, like, but, you know, I I, Joel was grabbing somebody from like a foot away and slamming them into a wall. Well, maybe it's more accurate than is that plagiarism? Yeah, yeah, there's an interesting thing where it's like, where do you draw the line? Because how much of it? Exactly. Exactly. It's almost going back to what we're talking about with Power World and Pokemon, where it's like, where is it inspiration? Where is it plagiarism? Where do you draw the line? And, yeah, I mean, AI could help yeah. you bridge that gap, especially if you're a less creative person, possibly. <laughs> it's it's weird. We're in that weird new stage. I mean, like, for us... I wouldn't even say new stage as far as, like, story and IP goes. Now, 
you know, because like it, 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 somebody could Unreal Engine, so Unreal created an engine, right? And mm-hmm. um, but multiple companies use that. But they fired. Oh, you used Unreal, but your game was better. Fuck you! I'm suing. Like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we use the software, but you know, like, fuck off. We used it better than you. Yeah. You know. Um. So, like, yeah, it it is a really, really fishy line there. Um. Ugh. <laughs> I feel I think, like AI is going to be one of those things. The, you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop people from using it. But I said, just like this uh, impossible meat, you should just get a disclaimer. This game was developed using AI. And if people care so much, like they claim online, then yeah. people won't buy it. Exactly. Like if you're like, oh, I want to get games made by real people. Cool. Now I know. Like, so you should have a disclaimer saying, hey, this game was made utilizing ai technology and if that actually yeah. pisses people off we'll see speaking of ai travis um i sent him a i, I asked ai to write us a reset button script oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, it, something it was a, it was a reset button the movie script and it, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um I, I don't know, Travis. Like, find it and send it to Jim or something. I'm, I'm not even going to take the time right now. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, you know what? AI, we have a lot of lo- AI, love, brotherhood. AI has its love. moments. <laughs> I, I mean, Travis, I mean, I'm, you, I'm I feel sure like we're for... probably in the same boat here where it's like, I mean, like when it comes but, to Square Enix, it's like if you're a AAA company, I can't see you needing to use that. Like, you have the money to pay people. Or even getting close to home for us, the new WWE 2K game. They just announced it today, but people were like analyzing the cover art that was going on for it, and like John Cena's shirt was just straight yeah. gibberish, and like Stone Cold was missing fingers. Like they're already analyzing, being like, "Fucking 2K's <laughs> using goddamn AR for well, these no, cover that's, arts now." That, that's trying to fucking say. And it turns it. Yeah. No, it it wasn't even AI. It was a, it was a fucking guy. It was an artist. Yeah, uh, really, well, it wasn't. That wasn't even just that. It was just straight uh, up. Some guy just not. It wasn't good. even AI. No, it was. It was yeah. But as wow. far as like like the reset button uh, AI script went, I typed in. I asked Bing AI write a script for a reset button with Tina and Travis calling the movie, and it came up with this whole. It's so, something so obscure, and it took AI a minute and 20 seconds to come up with this bullshit. Okay, so the question for that is, did it have anything in there remotely close to anything that you guys would have ever said or talked about? Actually, I think so, but not <laughs> um, like, like it, it put us in a uh, Travis, if you remember, if I remember correctly, I don't, I don't feel like tapping on my phone right now, but it put us in a gaming tournament to go to E3. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was, it was fucking movie. It was, it was terrible. It. it was terrible. <laughs> to be but it, but it, it, it sounds seems, like the quality of any YouTuber movie. Let's put it that way. So it sounds like it, it did its job, really. But it, yeah, it did though, which was scary. Yeah. Though, yeah. Because how in the fuck does it even know or, who the fuck freebie. we are? <laughs> we could have been on freebie. <laughs> could have been freebie. I, We're already on top YouTube streaming on Tubi, perhaps. 
But but that's what's scary is. With is me, that, AI, like, look. How the fuck did AI even know who we were? <laughs> my whole that's thing with point. AI, if AI, like with artists and musicians, if AI is taking away income from actual creative human beings who put in the work, that's a big problem with me. Now, if AI is used for code, for, for fucking medical things to help, you know, with advanced medicine, shit like that, hell yeah. Because let's be goddamn honest, there's just some things human beings cannot, just exhaustion is real. So code, shit like that. I just watched the documentary on uh, Y2K on Max the other day with Peter Diager and, and all those assholes. The amount of fucking work those programmers did could have been saved tenfold with AI had it been around. Um, I think it's such a fine line when you talk about AI because you're going to offend somebody. It's inevitable. I just do the right thing. And, and it's human nature to be lazy. And that's why I don't think AI is going anywhere. If, the, if a human being can Definitely be not. lazy and make a fucking profit, they're going to try to do it. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's gonna be yeah. like anything else where if it comes out with a product that people want, they're still gonna buy it and not really care how they got it. So it'll be like anything exactly. else. Exactly. Well, it's funny because yeah, totally Jim, right <clears throat> one of the, th the articles you actually linked up had me thinking, and, and it, it goes into that topic of the the Ubisoft Plus and one of the things they want their gamers comfortable with not actually owning games. For once, it wasn't um, not me doing that. <laughs> damn it and here here's the deal okay so <laughs> let's project out we already know we're headed towards an unfortunate mostly digital future where physical media unfortunately is going <laughs> going bye-bye don't like it but yeah it's bullshit but let's put it this way all right say uh somebody's utilizing ai and games are no longer 70 dollars games are now 20 dollars i'm in AI rules. Let's do it. Let's and, fucking go. But you've got to accept that the quality is not as good. Like, if you want that $70 game, yeah, you're paying for the full human-developed game. No, no, no. I, I don't think the quality would dip down. You don't think I think so? it's the fact that... No, I think it's the fact that you don't own it. And you can't just put it in your system and play it right now. And, and, and like, that's the idea, is that, like, you know fucking like companies like Nintendo, even Microsoft could just lock it in their quote unquote Disney vault mm -hmm. and you just don't have access to it anymore. Um, you know, and, and I do agree with it. Like, or not agree with that, but I, I agree with the, my side of it. We're like, dude, like Travis, I got a game. You want to borrow it? Like, you know, play this shit. Like that's going out the window. We are losing that part of it whereas like yeah i'm putting money into this i i should be able to do what i want with it i should be able to piss on it set it on fire do whatever whatever i want with it but like i shouldn't have to wake up one day and it just be gone due to a company saying you you can't play this anymore thanks for your 60 dollars but it's all gone <laughs> you know like uh, that's I mean, where the unfairness. If they is. did it like tiny little British men like that, then it would to be a softer blow. <laughs> is that the only way it could be worse? Is if they did it in tiny little British voices? That's bad enough. But you just put yeah. that awful cockney bullshit in there. You got a license you for that. You like to play the spectrum, love? Huh? 
But you know, like uh, that—that—that that, that, that is Sega, nothing else. <laughs> but that is definitely what it is. Like you know, half the time discs are just a key to like having the game. You put the disc in, it's just like, hey, got to download all this bullshit before you can play it. Just let you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like you know, I just spent sixty dollars. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, and Ubisoft, the thing they're trying to claim is kind of like DVDs and just movie and CD collections. They're saying, hey, the subscription-based model is what most people have started to accept in those medias. So gamers are eventually going to shift that way, too. And you don't lose your progress on the game. You just, you know, hey, if you're using a subscription base like Ubisoft Plus... Yeah, it's there, and then maybe after 10 months it goes away, and then it comes back a year later, and if you want to play it. Yeah, but especially, it's still. It's oh, no, still it is. If you, but if you're doing a subscription-based thing, I think, yes, if you only use subscription-based like Xbox Gold or whatever, PS Plus, Ubisoft Plus, then that should be your mindset. But if it's... If that's the mindset in general for, like, yeah. you can't own any games, that's a different story. But for subscription-based gaming, yeah, I would completely yeah. expect, like, you shouldn't think you own those games. Like, you should think they could leave at any moment. Yeah. Well, like, okay, like, Sea of Thieves. I play that on uh, Game Pass right now. Mm -hmm. But to me, I feel like that's... One day their servers are going to get shut down. They're going to lose their users, and they're going to be like, yeah, fuck off. And that's it. Like that's the end yeah. of the game, you know. Um, and that's happened time and time again. Yeah. You know? Jim was um, the original one burned by losing Simpsons Arcade, and he still never forgives it. Yep. But then again, he was dumb and oh, didn't uh, download it to his hard drive, so that was all on. But Jim. then again, sometimes, sometimes a sweet blessing in disguise comes along and you lose the shitty turtles in time remaster remake whatever that <laughs> shit was Yo, so. dude that game was Glad so goddamn cool. bad i don't know how the hell they fucked it up that much and actually speaking of bullshit i have to i have a, I have a problem I with this know. goddamn article from the headline <laughs> going Go back on. to going back to brian the gamer gator over here and i goddamn agree ethics and game journalism over here because this clickbaity title of ubisoft's like oh you know gamers just have to get comfortable with not owning their games it's not what the fucking guy said it's a whole article of him just being like, yeah, we're rolling out this new thing and we're doing like everything else. And then the question comes up of like, you know, how can and he's like, yeah, game streaming is still a small niche part of the overall thing. So you, the question comes up of, well, how can it become bigger? And he's like, hey, you know, we got to offer more things, make it cheaper, you know, get people comfortable with not owning games. And that's where the line is. And like every other fucking game journalism site, they just take that one hot little line and make that the article. And all of a sudden, all of Twitter blows up, and all of gaming media yeah. and everything else is just like, oh, little freaking away, or fucking good. God, I hate him. Pro wrestling. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, to that point, let, let's stay with this mindset, though. But we, the fucking we, article, the headline's not wrong, like you're saying, Brian. No, I, they, hey, like I said, we, how many times, uh, I'm sorry, the term game journalist, that, it means nothing to me. It's a useless moniker. But um, what I was just mentioning, Chambers, and you posted this here, it was a little tweet, and it's something our buddies from Gaming Off the Grid have been covering very extensively. We've been talking about it. We talked about Best Buy removing physical media pretty much left and right. And uh, Overnight, Walmart, really. 
Yeah, and Walmart now is the next one. They're starting. You no, know, actually, I saw a fucking post, and, and like all of the Nintendo Switch games were missing from the Walmart shelf, and I was like, "Is this fucking legit?" That was right before I got on. Unfortunately, it, I, 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 where there's smoke, there's fire. It seems like. As we've heard, well, there is a notorious thing that Walmart does where they go on crazy and they have clearances well, where you Wal- can't get Walmart's been cents. fucking me in the ass left and right. I collect yeah. fucking Lego minifigures and the new series, both stores. They're like, oh, they're in stock. I go inside. There's no motherfucking minifigures to fucking be found. I ask an employee, oh, I don't know. I fucking, oh, God. I ended up having to order six of them off you know, fucking oh. Amazon. Huh? I think what's highly, highly depressing about this for me long term when you think about it, when we're all old men sitting around like two or three generations from now, it's going to be so obsolete to even think about our childhood and the way we used to have physical games. It's going to be, God, it was the caveman days. And that's really sad to think about the future being. But unfortunately, we're headed there. And I do think the Walmart thing's legit. There's definitely fire to that smoke. Um, Sucks. Yeah, when's the... When's the last time any of us really bought a new CD or DVD? I don't buy new DVDs, but I do have a whole collection of old DVDs that I get from Goodwill. (laughs) Wait, new new ones? I'm just no. I mean, I'm uh, being honest here, like because I haven't bought new shit in forever, but I also waste my money on dumb crap. So the the last brand new Blu-ray I got was the Mario. Um, Same, same exact here. That was the last Blu-ray. Ah, the movies are delight though. Yeah, I think I bought my son the new TMNT movie. I think that was the last nice. one. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. did that come with extra shit? Uh, no, I, I think I got the basic ass version. But uh, uh. yeah, I think I think most of my Blu-ray and D, any brand new shit is going to be relegated to my kids right now. But I kind of feel like we are a dying breed. Trav, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think... Unfortunately, like like the people who it's like niche and cool to get like, you know, vinyl right now. I think in two generations it'll be like, oh man, you're still someone who goes out and gets those. Think games. about this: how cool? Let's say 15, 20 years ago when Walmart first started doing it. How I don't want to say mind blowing, but it was super cool to have a giant goddamn tub of like five dollar DVDs. Now I feel mm-hmm. like you don't want to be that guy. Guy going through the five dollar DVD bet. You don't want to be that. Well, there isn't either. It's an even a five dollar DVD. Like that's the the five dollar DVD. So no, but I feel like to on. the general public now, like that's that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I would never be ah, caught going no, through no, the five dollar no. bet. The so. five dollar DVD bet went over to five below at Dollar Tree, and I will be proud to root through their shit. <laughs> Because it's awesome. You never know when you find a family giant <laughs> or uh, just a gem, like just stuck in there. Like, uh, yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. All the all the Dollar Tree has are like war movies and like like the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl champions documentary, like thousand <laughs> copies of that or something. I don't know. I, I found, need to relive two thousand eight. I found a, I found a really old <laughs> Joe Pesci movie called Family Enforcer. At the Dollar Tree. Hmm. It, it's like one of the best horrible movies I've ever purchased <laughs> in my life. 
and he's still playing like a fucking gangster. And yeah, like one of the lines is, "Yeah, I'm coming with you," but he stumbles on it. He's like, "Motherfucker!" It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never enforcer. find a Joe Pesci rap album at a Dollar Tree, though. Not fair. <laughs> that, that is it. Yeah. No, sure. instead, instead we have one of the biggest vinyl shops here in this town on the East Coast, Hub City Vinyl, and I guarantee you they have the Joe Pesci rap vinyl, oh, and they're probably probably selling it for like. A hundred bucks. Okay, I'm going there. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. that. I'm getting the Macho Man album, and I'm getting the Stuttering John album. Again, I'm I guarantee the three, you they have the three-headed, all the, of it. The Cerberus Tread lightly. Tread lightly. I'll put him on fucking blast. I'll put that <laughs> asshole on blast because he treated Tanner like shit, and he's kind of treated my wife like shit. The owner of that place jacks shit up. That he really? Does. Oh, yeah, he does. He, he, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he prices it up. Okay, good. Fuck that guy now. I am saying, though, it might be there. But... Right behind there is the Washington County Library. $120 for the very first Turtles movie soundtrack on vinyl. No thanks. What? But, it doesn't even have an listen, rap on it. Fuck you. But, yeah. but, but listen, listen. It, it, hey, well, the original soundtrack does have T-O-R-T-L-E power. But you can walk right behind his building, go into that public library, and I guarantee you they have all of that shit that that guy's got. And you can just smear campaign it, now, asshole. We're coming. Can't for take you. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take it out the building, but you can put on a set of headphones and just chill to that. Mm-hmm. And you Actually, might have to... Yeah. Speaking of music, I'm just gonna hop right on that segue because mm. Brian, we have a good old segment we've been bringing back lately, and that is Hell called yeah. "Which Is Better." So I'm I kind of aped your idea from a couple weeks ago. I enjoyed it, going through Resident Evil Savory music. So before we did Resi's 1 and 2. So this week I decided to throw up there Resi 3 and Code Veronica. Mm. And the real question is, which one do we think is better? So we'll all take a little five-second break right here, and we can all listen to the first one. So, boys, we're going to start with uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. First thoughts before we compare the two. What, what are your thoughts on the Code Veronica save room? Any nostalgia? Any thoughts in general? For me, not really, because I didn't get into Code Veronica until way later. However, though, still, every save room has this relaxing tone. Mm-hmm. We just kind of... Like, you know, it's a side of a Mm, yep. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Veronica doesn't stick out to me as much as the others, so I am going to put that as my least. Okay. What about you, Trav? I love Code Veronica's save room theme. I think it's great. It's one of my favorites. Um, I guess there's my answer between the two. I'm going CV on it. Already going there. Okay. Yeah. See, it's funny. See, with Code Veronica. So much of that game is there's like it's so like kind of opera based in its music 
and it throws it off. And I'm glad they didn't go that way, even with the save room. I think it, what throws me is the random assortment of bells in there. Because uh, that's when I was listening, <laughs> I was like, this keeps throwing me off as I'm hearing it. But, you know, it's I, it's I like fine. how Brian was listening to it, and he hear, he's like, is that a bell? And, like, you hear the dings. It's like, of course it's a bell. What the yeah. fuck else is that going to be? <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, why the fuck are there bells in this? It, th- it throws me off. I mean, Jambers. Ding. Is that a harpsichord? <laughs> Don't you dare. While you drink so, your fucking truly, let's it I mean you and me both feel we, we're not it's big delightful fans and delicious. God and refreshing. Uh, we're you and I aren't the biggest fans of Code Veronica. So what's your feeling on that save theme? I'm kind of with Tana where I have like no uh nostalgia for that theme. Like I'm listening to it and it didn't ring any bells. Oh, you huh? fuck. <laughs> huh? Huh? No, but I like I did not recognize it at all. Granted, I haven't played Code Veronica since the first time I played it, like 20 years ago. So it's just one I never felt the need to go back to. Mm. But uh, so, yeah, between the two of these, I was like, yeah, it's good. And it's got that. Luckily, between these two themes today and really like any classic Resident Evil save room theme, it's a very simple piece where it's just... Uh, you have the piano structure, you have keyboards in the background, and then this one added on the third sound channel with the bells. So, yeah, I mean, it's a solid save room track. It seems actually more uplifting than most of the other ones have been in, that we've looked at so far of Resident Evil. Like, it's almost overly calming, whereas some of them are, like, still a little somber. This one's just like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's like church. It it. it when I, when I play Code Veronica, get to that fucking moment. It, it's church. And I, don't know, it, I, I never got fisted in Code Veronica, but <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that like with the it, it's a it's it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's I think just for a, me a, the big reason I'm I'm picking it's because I I've only ever played three once and I've never beaten three, but I have played Code Veronica like two or three times. So, and and they, a lot of these you know. two choices, Trav, to your point, they're going to come down to nostalgia. See, me, I'm going with three, but my bigger reason yeah. for three is, one. once again, the that bass hit, that really deep piano track when it starts, it reminds me very similar, and I know they developed Resident Evil 3 with two. It reminds me a lot of that Resident Evil 2, once again, police station theme, but it sounds like it's kind of remastered. Um, but the thing is with Resident Evil 3, that game, I remember feeling so much more like freaked out because you're being chased by Nemesis. So in that game, when I first played it and I was like, oh fuck, he breaks through walls. Like, does he come through the save room? So when you got in there, I was, there was an extra sense of like, am I actually okay? Because it was still, yeah, yeah, there was still a little bit of like ominous. I I see that. Yeah, whereas Code Veronica, like I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I'm I'm completely fine. I remember feeling, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Code Veronica was more of an action game. Yeah, for sure. Versus like the other ones, like it definitely was more of an action like run through. Versus where the other ones were, you got to figure out how the fuck you're going to do this and make sure you got shit with you. Like. <laughs> Are you Don't packing? be carrying the wrong shit. <laughs> yeah, are, right, you so- packing a, are you packing a <laughs> lunch for work? You were working Veronica was just like throwing your shit constantly and just, you know. 
So but then again, it also comes down to that argument the first time we did this, where it's like, is it nice to have that dichotomy there with Co Veronica, where it's so nice and soothing and just like nice to have a break from the overall like. Granted, Co Veronica is less scary and dreadful than a lot of the other ones, but still, it is still survival horror at the end of the day. So is it nice to have that break instead of having Resident Evil threes, where it's still like fucking more misery, even when you're supposed to be relaxing, yeah. you can't relax. Yeah. Well, Trav, you, you're, yeah, yeah Trav, you're Code Veronica, right? For sure. So I'm Resident Evil Three. Yeah, so, yeah. so Jim, where are you at? I'm really fucking torn on this one, because both well, of them. Wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you, because you're drinking a truly. Your vote doesn't matter for anything. So, Tannen, what is your vote? Raspberry. Let's see. If we, let's see. If we go back to one. No, it's even. tropical punch. <laughs> like, let's even go back to one remake from the GameCube, and up, even in there, like that had that almost like kind of music to it. Um, uh, uh, fucking, I would say the original trilogy save rooms over Kubrick, as far as like calming me the fuck down. Um. Like like I said, Co Veronica was so much more action based versus what we originally got, and um, it, it <laughs> now now if getting to the remakes. What's funny is you know you can open up a fucking door and you know here comes like oh you're. Goddamn giant person, like, and I love those mods where like X gonna give it to you. Um, is playing as he's getting close, um, <laughs> but you still duck back in, and it's still that same theme. Um, I do vote the original trilogies, especially um, over here. That's just me. All right, Chambers. So I'll let you get your vote in. What's yours? Uh, I hate to leave Trav out the dry here, but well, I, that's I all go the time get... we got. So, oh, sorry, mother. That's <laughs> no, fine. Just move on. No, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to go with the gut. I think I like what Code Veronica's does more, but I just like the composition of threes more. So that's what I'm going with. I I barely have any nostalgia for either, but yeah. three just hit me quicker. I have more nostalgia for the original trilogy. Code Veronica, like it, it. That's it's it's. Uh, putting a banana next to an orange, you know, like you're it, they're two different fruits. No, I'm just saying they're two different fruits. Like <laughs> the original trilogy versus much like Veronica. Brian at a gay club. <laughs> Wait, actually, you know, here, here here's the real question. So, is four the last game with a save room? Ah. Uh. Shit, I, you might because how, how, I forget. How did you save in five? Did you just save wherever? I or? thought like by that oh, point it's three sixty. Yeah, yeah. Like like I'm not counting yeah, the yeah, remakes. Yeah. I'm saying like once the game uh, sequentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. The original run five didn't. I think you're right. The same room. I, I know that you're right because yeah. five had that dependent co-op bullshit going mm-hmm. on, and I will and never forget. Didn't. Mm. Yeah. God, I, I will never forget. And Revelations play... didn't. No, Revelations did not. Um, Good call, Brian. Prick. 
Well, yeah. well, that's what, like, it's funny because I'm just thinking, like, out loud, like, so really the save room theme ends with four, but, like, then you could throw in the remakes, but most of them are just the originals a little touched yeah. up, right? Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound better. But as soon as you, like, push open the door, there's dump, dump, dump coming at you because yeah. <laughs> motherfuckers just out there hanging out. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't catch me. <laughs> you just like wait for him to thump away. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen. Resident Evil Three. That's the winner for tonight. But we want to hear from you guys. What do you prefer? Code Veronica, Resident Evil Three. Which save room do you guys prefer at the end of the day? Obviously, there's not that many more left. I for some reason I thought there were so many more, but yeah, ends with four. So we'll have to figure out something for four to go against. We're gonna be like zero versus survivor. I guess what are you zero, zero versus four. That's zero it. versus four is gonna be the last one. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, what are you, you, could, you could bring the what fucking GBA one into <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. What are you oh, boy? Put, put some guidance in there. Don't you dare. Oh, I'll take it for a nice break. Gu- guidance versus uh, survivor. <laughs> But, boys, the real question yeah. is, we really want to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. But where can everyone, once more, one more time, where can they find you? Where should they subscribe? Oh, Hold on. I think the real question is, what are you, boy? What are you selling? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it fine. Nice Dude, price. thank you, guys, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this has been awesome. Um, and I know I ran a lot. But, yeah, go ahead, Travis. Reset button podcast, YouTube. It's that simple. Just hit us up on YouTube. Look for the Super Mario Brothers-esque logo done by our amazing friend, our artist, at Broken Optics on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're into horror movies, I have a horror movie um, review podcast, Horrors of Hibiki on YouTube. I am so rusty at this. I used to be the fucking man at this. Now I'm just <laughs> bushly. And if you're into pro wrestling and all the sweaty little graps, uh, Slam Pigs podcast on YouTube. Three separate channels now spread out, not just on Hibiki TMD. Um, on Twitter at Reset Button Pod, Tannen's on there at O Tannen's, and Reset Button Podcast on Facebook. You're proud of me, Tannen? I plugged it. And while we're here, real quick, we did this <laughs> on a little break earlier. It's my birthday in a couple days, and all of our good buddy, he's been a Happy guest birthday. on here, Lawman's TJ. He sent. Me, I got to shout him out for this, guys. He sent me this gift in the mail. I just opened it tonight. Spawn issue one. Thank you so much, dude. What a pal that guy Beauty. is. Shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. And guys, this was a blast. Thank you guys so much for having us, man. No, thank you guys for coming on. We truly, truly appreciate it. Always love seeing you guys. Tannen, great to have you on again, even though we talked about the one time we lost all the footage previously. It was <laughs> good to have you on this time. But with that, nice guys. Nice to be with you. Hell yeah. We want to thank you all so much. Sorry, Jim had to switch to a goddamn truly. I don't know what's wrong with him, <laughs> but make sure if you, haven't, if you haven't hit subscribe, please do that. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you follow these guys on all the links below. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, give us a five-star rating. And even if you want to tell us how silly Jim looks drinking a truly, let us know. And we'll read it on each and every one of these power hour podcasts with that. We want to say, have a good night, everyone. And cheers. Cheers, everybody. Raider Brothers. <laughs> oh, fucking Terry showed up.